Is this thing on? Yes, it's on, finally. Goodness gracious me. Mamma mia. I'm back. Number nine. That's me. Nine. Rammstein. Good morning, guys. What's happening? How's everybody doing today? Here we are, number nine. The name of this episode is going to be I Ate My Son for a Blu-ray Player. Why? 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 I don't know. I saw it on South Park. It sounded funny. I liked it. I ate my son for a Blu-ray player with a jingle jangle jim and a jingle jangle ho ho. I ate my son and he tasted good. Jingle jangle jingle jangle ho ho. I ate my son for a Blu-ray player. Anyway, what's up, guys? Jeez, wow, it's me. I'm back, number nine. We have gotten like <laughs> one extra listener, too. I don't know, probably nothing. But whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm doing this for me. You know, I'm going to be able to listen back on this when I'm 65 and I'm old. I'm going to be like, whoa, oh, I wish I could listen back to my thoughts. Oh, what did I used to think in the year 2020? And I'll be able to do it. Will you be able to do it? No. So do it. Anyways, I'm just mumbling now. Guys, what's happening? It's me. I'm back. I feel, I'm feeling good. Happy as a clam. Life is good. I just had a cup of coffee. Five in the afternoon. I'm, I'm partying, dude. I'm partying like nobody's business. Righty. Tons of crazy stuff happening this week. For the first time, there's actually tons of things happening that I can talk about. It's been a quiet couple of days, but now we're back in action, B. We're back in action, B. So I don't really know, but I'm on my way to New Zealand in a couple of days, and I'm gonna go and I'm gonna punch somebody in the head. I'm gonna go, excuse me, what did you just say about me and my family? I'm gonna punch you. Don't you dare say things about me or New Zealand. I think it's pretty good. I think my new, my new Zealand accent is pretty nice. Guys, everything's fine. I'm alright. Hope everybody else is doing good. I'm thinking about renaming the podcast. I don't know. Cheese Toasty. I don't know. I'm starting to kind of not dig the name as much. I'm thinking that it's good and it's nice, but... I just don't know if it's something that I can think of doing long term. I mean, imagine being 38 and going, Okay, welcome to the Cheese Toasty Podcast. So I'm thinking of renaming it to The Losing Ground. Which I think sounds so cool. I think it sounds mature. I think it sounds pretty badass. It does. It sounds badass. Whether that actually happens, I don't know. I'm thinking of it. I don't know how difficult it is to do a rebrand, but... Meh. You know what? I'll see. Cheese Toasty still kept me good. For now, it's still Cheese Toasty. You know, I might kind of pick some things up in the future. Whatever. I'll see you at episode 1000. Stop screaming. Anyways, how's everybody's day been today? I had a good day. I went to work. I have a nice job. I like it. 
it's good, it's fulfilling, I work with a good team, it's nice, I have a good boss, they're all good, it's fun, I'm happy, wow, wow, wee, wow. Mishy Mesh is nice. Pamela, my wife, you're fuck my mother. <laughs> anyway, so guys, let's see what's been happening. Okay, firstly, number one, number, number one straight on the agenda, Ellen and her drama, she had three producers fired. What? Okay, so I love Ellen. I used to love Ellen. And I really, really liked Ellen. I remember being about 14, 15, loving Mrs. Ellen DeGeneres. I always thought that she was so nice and she was so kind. You know, I would, I would get home from work and I'd make food and my mom and I would sit and Ellen would come on at about six in the afternoon. By that time, I'm home. I've made some food. I'm in front of the telly. My mom sat next to me. We're watching some Ellen. We're watching her give rich people shit. Hey, hey, Justin Bieber, you're rich, right? Here's another car. Oh, Ellen. Man, man, Ellen, that's nice. I'm joking, that's obviously not all she did. You know, she used to give nice things to people. She would take some people on holidays and, oh, my husband's in the military. Oh, he is? Yeah, he is. Oh, well, here is a PlayStation 3. Oh, thanks, Ellen. <laughs> Just what I needed. <laughs> and then there's a Nintendo Wii, too. You know, I, I, and I loved Ellen. I thought she was great. And the show always seemed to be perfect. Things seemed nice on the Ellen show. People were happy. I always thought her crew was the happiest team in the world. I always thought that Ellen must have been the best boss ever. But then, slowly, the real Ellen started to surface. The first time I remember this happening is that video where Ellen shames that lady for stealing a hat. Wow! Ellen, how can you do that, dude? Your show's watched by like 10 million people. Now you're gonna name and shame this woman? Put her on a chair? Because she took two hats instead of one? You're a billionaire, Ellen. Do you have any hats you could buy? And then you're upset because some lady took two hats. I'm sure you guys have seen this video. It was all over everything. And it was so embarrassingly terrible to watch. Ellen, she disabled comments on that video because she posted it on her YouTube. And then she disabled comments, which if you do, if you start doing shit like that, you're incapable of receiving any sort of crit criticism. That's not going to go down well with anyone. Nobody likes that. Don't do that. You know, that was the first time that I remember watching this and I thought, damn, this isn't like Ellen. You know, why, why, why is she being so mean? Turns out, it's kind of how Ellen is all the time. So, you know, small things started happening. I mean, there's one or two stupid examples that I really don't want to get into. Like, um, that Dakota Johnson video where she goes, Oh, I, I, why didn't you come to my birthday? And Ellen's like, oh, because you didn't invite me. And she goes, no, you were invited. You know, you were invited. That's a stupid one. And slowly, Ellen's image and her empire of kindness 
slowly started to crumble before our very eyes. And she was outed as the mean elitist that she really is. Because that's what she is. Ellen is an elitist. From interviews that I've heard with her, to ways that I've seen her handle the general public, you and me, madam or sir, we are scum to Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen DeGeneres would not save our lives if we were stranded on a train track with a broken leg because Ellen wouldn't want to touch us. You know why? Because we're not, we're, not, we're not one of them. We're different than what she is. At least according to her, she's better than us. She is a greater human being than you or I. It's just how they think. And do not for a moment think that you could tell me otherwise. Because I can promise you that Ellen does not associate with anybody but other celebs and other powerful people and that sort of shit. So thank you, Ellen. Thank you for always preaching this ideology of be kind to everyone. Be, be, be kind, okay? Be kind to one another. Bye-bye. Why are you preaching that ideology if you don't embody it? If you actually embody the opposite? You know, so after those sort of interviews, all these tweets started coming out about Ellen. About how she's a really difficult person to work with. How she is very controlling with her crew. You're not allowed to talk to her. The interns who work there are not allowed to make eye contact with her. Like, what the hell, dude? How high are you in your head? That you don't want another human being to make eye contact with you. These aren't animals. These aren't gorillas working for you. These are human beings, Ellen. People who had a childhood. Who have dreams. Who have a loved one. Who have parents. Who have a favorite song, a favorite movie, and a favorite food. These are human beings. These are people. But yet you don't want them to make eye contact with you? I've never understood that. But I know that there are some celebrities who are like that. I know a girl who worked on the Pink tour. Pink. The artist Pink. If there's ever been an overrated artist in this world, it's Pink. Anyway. So, there's this girl who worked in the... I don't know. Either like in the wardrobe department or in the bar and refreshment department. No, it was wardrobe. I'm sorry. It was wardrobe. And obviously, you know, she had to travel with the crew and all that sort of stuff where she ever she went across the globe for this particular tour. And what would happen is Pink would show up five minutes before showtime. She would spend no time with anybody else in the crew. Nothing. Now, if I was putting on this massive concert, I'd show a little bit of thanks. I'd be like, yo, guys, what's up? I'm here to perform. Oh, cool. Thanks for doing all this. Because, you know, I would have had to do it by myself. 
And um, I don't know how to put up a 24 ton stage, so thank you. But no, Pink arrives, last minute, bath, boom, straight through the door. She orders, or her managers, or her assistants, or her whatever, has to walk into a room first and order everybody to look down. <laughs> what the hell, dude? That's just, just the weirdest thing. Like, what's wrong with you? Why are you doing this? What do you think of yourself? What goes on in your brain? I just don't get that, man. I just don't get that level of elitism where you will not even allow somebody to make eye contact with you. But that shit happens in the entertainment industry. You're not allowed to do it. It's people that you're not allowed to even look at. It's silly. So anyway, so all these tweets started coming out about how difficult Ellen is to work with, all that sort of crap. And then Ellen barely really responded. You know, she thought, yeah, tough shit. Whatever, I still got my cash. And then things started coming out about her in terms of the ongoing workplace fiasco after coronavirus. So, I'm going to condense it for you really quick. Ellen has a crew that works for her, that's worked for her for a number of years. After the coronavirus thing happened, her crew was kept in the dark about pay and about whether they still had a job. They were not told in any way if their jobs were safe or if they were still gonna get paid. For I think six weeks. So they were really, they were really not doing well. As you would be, you know? So I'm talking about, you know, the, um, the, 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 the runners on the show the camera guys, the editors, the wardrobe people, the producers, all that sort of like lower level producers. You know, nobody was really told about, hey, do I still have a job or not? Then Ellen came out, she said, more than ever, I wanna be there for my fans and my crew. So I'm gonna bring the show back and we're gonna film it from my house. Digitally. Digitally. But what did she go do? She doesn't bring her crew in. She doesn't even tell her crew. She gets a brand new crew, a brand new cheaper crew to come and film at her house and she leaves her old crew in the dust. Doesn't even tell any of them that they've lost their jobs. They have to get the news over normal news. That just says, oh, by the way, Ellen's uh, show's coming back. She made an Instagram post this morning. And then the camera guys are like, what? But we haven't heard anything. Oh, cool. Yeah, I still have a job. Oh, no, I don't. Because Ellen has hired another crew. Thanks, Ellen. Thank you for caring about me so much during this horrible, horrible, stressful time. You the best. You the bomb, Ellen. Anyway, magic, magic. So people were really turning on Ellen. They were like, dude, this woman is poison. She's not good. Then last but not least, 
it came out that three of Ellen's producers had been fired because some of them had been accused of sexual harassment. You know, touching chicks, squeezing chicks. What's up, baby? Let me touch you somewhere where only a boyfriend can. Oh, yeah. Let me touch that butt. Let me squeeze at hers. And, um, poof! They got fired, dude. <clears throat> Let me see if any new progress has I'm just gonna, I'm googling the word Ellen. The Ellen DeGeneres show removed from Nine's main TV channel amid fallout from harassment claims. The Ellen DeGeneres show is cancelled? Oh no, it's cancelled in Australia. So they're not really doing any repeats in Australia at the moment. Yeah, Ellen, what can you say, huh? Yeah. Good. I mean, I'm not going to say good. You know, I'm pretty much just reporting what's happening. And, you know, then you've obviously... You've obviously got all these celebrities coming out and defending Ellen. Oh, she's she good. Why are you guys all mad at Ellen? I actually read this very interesting article that spoke about why Ellen has so much influence that she has in the Hollywood community. Because Ellen helps to repair damaged reputations. After Demi Lovato had a heroin overdose, the very first thing that she did in public she went on Ellen. When Justin Bieber went through all of his shit and he wanted to make a comeback with purpose, that album, that was a good album. What did he do? The very first thing he did, or that his management team got him to do, is they booked him a week straight on Ellen. So Ellen has created this vibe of goodness and kindness and peace and tranquility. So she holds a lot of weight. If somebody's done something, they messed up in their career somehow, they go on Ellen. Doesn't that make sense if you think about that? If you think back about that? So people don't want to mess with Ellen, dude. Ellen's powerful. Ellen's powerful. But who knows what's going to happen. I don't think she'll get cancelled. There's no way Ellen will get cancelled. That chick is a trillionaire. She's still got so much going for her. Don't worry about it, Ellen. Just be nicer to your employees, dude. I mean, I was reading these stories about how she doesn't like certain foods. So her crew, her crew was not allowed to order these foods. They'd have to order it and then go and eat on another stage. Or on another set, just so they can eat like a, a chicken and mayonnaise sandwich. That's a bit mental, dude. Honestly, Ellen, you're crazy, sister. You're crazy. So yeah, I mean, people are pissed at her, dude. I don't know. I think the world's changing. People don't appreciate, you know, rich elitists anymore. Rich elitists. Okay. Cool. Next. We have, uh, what did I write down? Call of, I guess I've got Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War, 
Netflix cuties and Leafy cancelled. Shit, man. I wonder if I should talk about Leafy first. I mean, nobody knows who Leafy is. I can almost promise you that whoever's reading this, I mean, listening to this, but I'll explain. So a spot of bad news. Cancel culture has officially claimed another victim. Popular YouTuber Leafy is here. Okay, so how can I put this into context? Leafy is the name of a YouTuber who grew to prominent fame a couple of years back by making commentary videos and criticism videos where he would talk about people he didn't like, YouTube drama, stuff like that. You can pretty much imagine the umbrella of the content that I'm painting right now. Now, he took a bit of a break in 2018, just vanished. Poof. You know, and this was, this was kind of like back in the day where YouTube was getting big. You know, it's, it wasn't as massive as it is now, but it was getting pretty big. I'm talking like 2015, 14, that he kind of started, I guess, and in 2018, he just vanished. You know, H3 was making a lot of videos about him and this kid just disappears. Now he reappeared this year out of nowhere. Now the problem with this is that YouTube has changed. The rules are no longer the way that they used to be. You can't do the same shit that you could do back when he was, you know, huge. Because even back then, things were changing. Now, 2020, you've got to be very specific in what you do. You can't go against the grain. That's what it's all about, Dag. So he reappeared and he changed nothing. He just carried on with his original content. I personally didn't watch any of his stuff. I don't even know who he was. You know, I knew who he was, but I didn't watch any of his things. I thought it was boring. So he started a new series where he was harassing, <clears throat> sorry, criticizing a popular streamer called Pokimane. And he was making all these videos about the fact that she's a streamer, but she lies to her fans. She has all these guys give her money and money and money and money, but she doesn't tell them that she has a boyfriend, you know? Which in his eyes was deception. He felt that he, you know, Pokimane was intentionally deceiving these guys by receiving their cash, but in no way being honest with them and going, oh, listen, thank you for the money. Um, I've got a boyfriend, by the way. So if you guys are just watching me because you think I'm attractive, peace out. Or you're welcome to watch, but just know that I have a boyfriend. Because it's pretty inevitable. A lot of the people that watch that sort of stuff Losers who just I mean imagine doing that dude imagine paying somebody that you think is attractive and You go oh, yeah, 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 you good uh, Here you go. I think you're so attractive. Please take my money Ridiculous So it's inevitable that she would have lost Quite a lot of support and fans 
So he thought that this was deception. I mean, there's many ways that you can look at this. Personally, I don't know how to feel about it. Anyway, not, not really the point that I'm trying to make, is it? Sorry for that noise. Okay, so, Leafy makes all these crazy videos. Not that crazy. It was just, I guess it was kind of personal. And he gets completely banned from YouTube. Now, this is one of the first times, if not the first time, I can't think of another time where a big YouTuber has his account permanently banned for something that they've done. You see, this is where things get difficult because yes, his content wasn't fun, wasn't great, but to him, Personally, it was his livelihood. This is something that he potentially decided not to go to university for because his YouTube channel was taking off. So he thought to himself, cool, I'll just continue doing YouTube. You know, I'm making all right money. I don't need to get a normal job. God bless him. And that was it, you know? Happy days for him. But now that's gone. He doesn't get a single any from that channel anymore that's not good i can make him struggle you know and are we not a society that believes in the concept of free speech i mean we're not we should be but we have deviated so far from the idea of free speech as it is it's a joke it's an absolute joke so one of the best things about being human is being able to be different, being able to communicate and talk and differentiate and give each other different views and stuff like that. So the fact that that's not possible in today's culture, where are we headed? I'll tell you where we're headed. We're headed to a point where it's one way, one model of thinking, one opinion, one perspective. And if you do not fit that category, then you are out. Oot, you're out. Do you get me? You get me. And that's what I don't think is right. If somebody wanted to make a video and spend three hours talking about why they don't like me, you do it. A thousand percent you do it. You know why? Because it's your right. It's your right as a person to be able to do that, to be able to have that unique perspective that's categorized by your past experiences the decisions you've made, the way you see things. Because that's what makes us human. So here we have a kid. He's not evil. He hasn't murdered anyone. And he gets his only form of income taken away from him that he spent six years building up. If not longer than that. I don't even know when Leafy started. 
It's not right, man. And you know why? You know one more reason? Which is the most important reason. So where does it stop, man? We've had one. You know, we've had one channel taken down. Think it's going to stop at one? Got to be insane if you think it's going to stop at one. Who's going to be two? Who's going to be number two? And then who's going to be three, four, five? That's it. That's it. Anyway, I think I'm, I think I'm trying to like box this into some sort of political spectrum, but it's not. It's more just a touch on free speech and why free speech should always be protected and what the fallout is when it's not. <clears throat> I just don't think it's right. And it's weird, you know, YouTube has... YouTube has really, really just devolved into this um, strange platform. You know, I was there when YouTube just started, 2006. I was a kid, I was 10. 10, dude, 10 or 11. I was watching Smosh. Back on that old school design and I made a channel and I thought this was revolutionary I really did I thought man this is this is just something else look at all these videos look at all this footage so much stuff I mean a cool thing about YouTube nowadays is you know how far it has come in terms of the variety of content I don't think there's anything you can't find I could type in, um, what if I type in things like nail growth time-lapse? Somebody would have done it. You know, you can think of any fruit. Mango. Mango tree time-lapse. There's something in there. It's mad. Anything you want to learn how to do, it's there. That's cool. 100%. But from an artistic and individualistic perspective, devolved, man. Totally devolved. I used to want to be, I used to wanted to, to been there. I used to want to be a YouTuber. As I said, I was there in the beginning when things were just starting to take off and I thought, damn, this is amazing. And I was making all these videos and you know, they wouldn't get a lot of views. They get a few, nothing crazy. I got a lot of dislikes, a lot of hate because I was a very fat kid. Um, and I just took it down, you know, for, for no real reason. I just kind of lost interest. I always wanted to get back into it, but it was just pure laziness from my part. I just thought, oh, I'll get into it when I'm, you know, getting closer to finishing school. And then I'd get close and I'd go, oh, I'd finish it when I... Start varsity. And I'd start varsity. Oh, I'd finish it in my... I'd start in my second year varsity. And then before you know it, you just never do anything. And you kind of... Sat on your ass going, Dad, should have done it. But how happy am I? 
that I never did that. You know what? I'd be on the receiving end of that shit. Being told what I can put up, what I can't put up. Forced to make Minecraft videos just to pay my rent. If you think about how cool YouTube used to be, think about how fun it was. Not anymore. Anyway, that's it. So we've got Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War. It's actually pretty nuts. I didn't know it was a video game when I saw the trailer. Ooh, I want to talk about Batman. Batman! I don't know, it was, um, it was a, <clears throat> a video game when I was watching this trailer. I thought it was a documentary. And it was bringing up all this crazy shit about the Cold War and the Soviet Union. I was like, oh my gosh! Conspiracy theorist in me is so excited. And it came out that it was a video game. I don't like Call of Duty that much. They're good, you know. I mean, they're, they're pretty fun, I guess. I've only played like one, one or two. It was my first game for PlayStation 4 was I got Call of Duty Ghosts, which apparently is not a very good Call of Duty game. I didn't mind it that much. I honestly thought it was pretty okay. Um, but it's just not my type of game. I'm not really a first-person shooter type of dude. You know, but that, that one looks pretty cool. It's coming out for PS4. Still no news on the price point of the PS5. Um, from what I've heard, it's going to be like $6.99 American. $8.99 Australian, something like that, which makes sense. I mean, I don't know if I'm, I, oh no, you know what? I can't even say, I don't know if I'm going to get it. I'm not going to get it straight off. I'll probably save up for a really long time and then I'll buy a PS4 Pro first, you know, and then I could get some games on the cheap and then I'll get a PS3 so I can play all my old Ratchet and Clank favorites. I don't know. Anyway, okay, so Batman. Guys, the new Batman trailer, pretty cool. Yes, we have had a shit ton of Batmans this year. I mean, this past century. We've had Christopher Nolan. I mean, um, shit, what's his name? Why can't I remember his name? I'm thinking about Christopher Nolan because he's the guy that directed it, didn't he? Damn, that guy's talented. What's his name? Christian Bale. There he is. Christian Bale. He was good. Yeah, dude. Christian Bale was the shit. He was a good Batman. I still think that The Dark Knight is the best superhero movie that's ever been made. It's very good. It's fantastic, even. Oh, wow. Thank you. Then we have Ben Affleck. Dude, piss off. That was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I'm not even a superhero movie type of guy. I think that it's just like lazy but dude that's bullshit i really really didn't like it i thought it was crap then did we have another batman no i'm thinking about jokers we've had a lot of jokers too didn't we yeah fuck you jared leto you sucked and now we've got robert patterson in the beginning i mean i didn't really know robert patterson that well my girlfriend really digs him and he's a handsome dude. He's really handsome. He looks like when he was younger, he was ugly. But he just woke up one day and he was like, shit, dude. Things are starting to come together for me. I'm handsome. And um, he's great, dude. I, I think I honestly like him now. I really do. So I watched the trailer and it looks 
so good. It really, 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 really looks good. It's got a more mature tone, which is always good when it comes to superhero movies. I mean, I was watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles a couple of days ago. And it was nice. It was okay. But I thought to myself, how cool would this be if they didn't just stick to family shit all the time? They made something more risque. Look at Deadpool. Deadpool made so much money. You know why? Because it was made for adults. Dude, adults are going to buy your tickets. Kids don't have money. Unless you're Jaden Smith. Make movies for adults. Make cool superhero movies for adults. You know? Like Avengers worked because it had all the superheroes in. So yeah, they played it lucky. But think about how much more money Batman will make if it's gory, violent, gross, heavy, like genuinely sad and mad. Do it, dude. Do that. So the new Batman looks cool. It looks darker. It looks fun. I'm definitely going to go watch it. So God bless you, Robert Patterson. Have you guys ever seen him in an interview? He's all shy and sweet. I'm all like nervous. It's like, chill, dude. I like him. Okay, lastly, I want to talk about Netflix cuties, but really quick. I don't really want to go too deep into this. It's kind of weird. Also, I need to give out a plug. There's a YouTube channel called Mouthy Buddha. And he does these conspiracy theory videos. I hate the word conspiracy theory because you know what's happened? The word, con the word conspiracy has just fallen into this category of tinfoil hats and madmen. If you believe in Pizzagate, surely you must believe that the moon isn't real because it's a conspiracy theory. I remember I told someone that that is what's going to happen. All conspiracy theories will be labeled on the same. How can I put this better? All conspiracy theories will be painted with the same brush as things like flat earth. That's what people think about when they hear conspiracy theories. So Mouthy Buddha, he does these incredible documentaries. He has the most mind-blowing editors. The editing, it's just, it's insane. Honestly, guys, do yourselves a favor and go watch some of his stuff. Mouthy Buddha. Sounds dumb, stupid name, but it's so good. And he did these pieces on Pedogate. And it was unlike anything I'd ever seen before. Pizzagate, Pedogate. It was amazing. It was honestly, absolutely amazing. It was eye-opening, terrifying. It was just so freaky. So seriously, guys, go and give it a watch. You know, Netflix is cuties. I'm just going to explain what happened. So Netflix brought out a trailer for a new movie, a French film called Cuties. And it follows an 11-year-old girl. It's masked as a coming-of-age film. I mean, it really isn't. It's very sexualized. 
and the promotional material that they used to show off this production featured a very risque trailer and a very risque poster. So people went mad. They were like, this is bullshit. What are you guys doing? This is pedophilia. You guys cannot put this online. It was, it was mad. Honestly, I, um, I can't believe Netflix even considered that production. It was really terrible. The fact that a big corporation and a big company like that won't for one minute sit back and think, maybe this is wrong. Maybe this isn't something that we should be having on our streaming service. Tells me that there's something going on in this world. So people went mad, tons of outrage, tons of dislikes on YouTube, you know, trailer-wise. And then eventually, I don't know if they've decided to completely cut the film or if, they, if they're just changing the poster. Oh, well. Good on you, Netflix. Way to just change the poster. Let me see. Let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. Netflix makes changes to Cuties following petition. The controversy over Netflix's Cuties is totally ridiculous. Yeah. Welcome to 2020. Anyway, guys, that's it from me. I don't want to bug you and bore you too much. I think I've spoken enough. Here we go, number nine. I'll be back soon for number 10. I'm excited. I always love doing stuff like this. It's just a way for me to relax, to talk, to just get things off of my chest and to just think about things out loud. So thank you. Guys, take care of yourselves. I'll see you guys on the next one.